You're listening to Are You Happy Business Podcast on Captivate. Hello, Are You Happy Podcast. I'm here today with Vanessa McGovern, the co-founder of Gifted Travel Network. Vanessa, would you mind starting us off by just telling us a little bit about how you got here to starting this uh, travel business and a little bit about your background? Hello. Well, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. What a great podcast. Such a great vibe. It is my absolute pleasure to share about a little bit about myself because I feel very passionate and happy to stay in the theme of, of the industry that I have the privilege and honor of working in, and that is the travel industry. So a little bit about me. I started my a career in the travel industry, working on board cruise ships right out of college. And I got you know bit by the travel bug at a very young age. And then when I found an opportunity to sort of start my career trajectory, working on board cruise ships, which enabled me to you know travel the world and meet the most amazing people, have the most incredible experiences and sort of start my career journey, I did that. And it has propelled me ever since. I, I like to say that working on a cruise ship literally prepares you for anything in life. And so from there, I've held a multitude of, of roles in the travel industry. And right now, the role that I hold is co-founder, chief sales and marketing officer for a company that I co-founded 10 years ago now. We celebrate we celebrated 10 years earlier this year, and that's Gifted Travel Network. And we are a travel management company, and we support independent operated travel advisors or travel agents that have their businesses all around the United States. And so we are not the direct seller of travel. Our our travel advisors are, and we support their businesses. So that's a, a little bit about me in a nutshell. Very cool. You mentioned in the start of that, that you got bit by the travel bug from a young age. How does your business serve that person, that avatar, the younger person to travel? Well, if you are somebody who just loves planning trips, if you are somebody who just, you know, the most, you know, and they off, often you hear that the most, the happiest moment of a trip is actually the moment you book the trip. Sometimes more, you're more excited about the trip itself than when you're on the trip itself in the moment that you book it. So if you are the kind of person that lives for your next trip experiences, or you are the kind of person who your family and your own network even come to for advice on hotels or, you know, the best restaurants when, when you go to X city and it's just kind of an organic thing anyways, then you might be what I like to say, a, a closeted travel advisor. And there are so many opportunities to earn an incredible living and start an incredible career as a travel advisor uh, in today's day and age. So if you have been bit by the travel bug and you want to marry your passion for travel with an actual career, there are endless opportunities to pursue that. I noticed that you have something called a travel MBA. Can you share a little Mm -hmm. bit more about that? Yes, thank you for asking. So our travel MBA program stands for Marketing and Business Academy. This is a 12-month program. It's a coaching and mentoring program with you know, static content with di- and dynamic content. So there's actual modules for you to consume as well as live. There's in-person training, but most of it, 90% of the program is virtual. And it is a 12-month path to entrepreneurship as a luxury travel advisor. There isn't enough consumer awareness as to the opportunities that exist to be a travel advisor in today's new marketplace. And there isn't enough to demand, especially for luxury travel, for example, 
outpaces how many travel advisors exist to actually support that. So we actually need more entrepreneurial spirited professionals from other industries to come into the travel industry and service that demand and support that. And luxury travel advisors, they want a service focused travel advisor to help them guide the complexities that is travel right now, especially with air nuances and just emerging destinations and just where to stay and where to go and what to do. Our travel MBA program helps you grow and cultivate an actual profitable travel business. And so we have, we're one of the only uh, virtuoso agencies out there right now that are actively sort of talking about what it means to be a travel advisor in today's world and what opportunities exist. So that's our travel MBA program. That's incredible. That's definitely something that I would be interested in a 12 month program where you're working on selling luxury travel and just, mm -hmm. I love to travel. Obviously, are you happy? We go around the world and ask various strangers if they're happy and if they had a message to the world. Right. Travel makes you happy. It does. Even <laughs> even watching people on social media traveling, yes, that content works really well, and it makes other people happy to see, and almost makes other people inspired to want to travel too. So, so well said. Travel yeah. amplifies happiness, right? It just shows how much more connected we really are. It does, and I feel like there's a sense on social media where everybody's posting the places that they're going, and everybody else that isn't traveling wants to travel too. So there's definitely sure. that of it. Um, you, you sort of outlined what the industry looks like right now. Where do you see the travel industry going, whether it's just where you see more people wanting to travel based mm -hmm. on where people are traveling now? What, is, what, do you, what do you see on the horizon for the travel space? Only good things. I mean, Americans specifically, you know, we were not able to travel during the pandemic. And that being, having that taken away from us, you know, made us want to travel even more. So the demand for travel is probably at an all time high. And you see that with hotels being sold out, you know, there's some areas of Italy even sold out already for 20 summer 2024. And airfares are at an all time high. And it's just increasingly hard, like people think, I'll just wait for this bargain basement last minute deal. Well, that doesn't really exist to a large extent, because the best way to get the experience that you want in today's world is truly about getting in first. And availability is really the name of the game. And so this whole waiting until the last minute and just sort of showing up and saying, on Tuesday, I'm going to go to Paris and uh, I plan to go to the Eiffel Tower. If you don't have tickets for the Eiffel Tower, if you don't have tickets for the Vatican, if you don't have tickets for all these key places, you're not going. <laughs> You're, and I, you, you could stand in line for three hours right now. Like you have to plan ahead. So that's sort of one segment of it. I will say that during the pandemic, uh, travel experts predicted that Americans would want to visit perennial destinations that they had already visited before because they wanted to, they were sort of dreaming about those places that they had been to or that they longed to visit. So the most popular American destinations are typically Italy, France, and the UK. And I will say in summer of 2023, and it's still going on right now, Italy is exploding at the seams. I love Italy. There's so many things to love about Italy, but it is not easy to navigate and travel in Italy right now because the crowds are just intense. Trends that we're seeing, smart, discerning travelers that use a luxury travel advisor, exploring uh, new destinations, 
that they may not have thought of. So for example, Slovenia, that's an excellent option for those that really love everything that Italy has to offer, but maybe, you know, not go to Italy because it's so overcrowded. But trends that we're seeing are that Americans do want to revisit places that they're familiar with. But I think now that we're getting past that to a certain degree, because a lot of people have already visited Italy this summer, or France, or the UK, like I mentioned, London, they're willing to now explore, like maybe the Norwegian fjords, or go to Iceland, or go to Patagonia and Argentina, and I mentioned Slovenia and other destinations that are not the typical hot spots. And that's really important. I think another trend that we're seeing is slow season travel, or as the world travel and tourism is calling it now is community conscious travel because over tourism is a real challenge and we can limit that by maybe visiting a popular destination in the off season as well. Wow. Just you talking about Italy really hit home with me because I did an unplanned trip to Italy this summer, actually. Oh, boy. It was was treacherous, (laughs) like just trying to find an Airbnb for like the next day. It's um, hard. there, And then there's like no AC, even though they promised an AC. I I had three full refunds from Airbnbs I just didn't deliver. I believe it. And yes, like you said, Italy was packed and it was really hot. Um, you can't enjoy it when it's like that and there's and, so many places to discover that will just and or go to Italy in like February yeah when it's not as hot yeah I, I really didn't know because I was actually in Albania and I was like you know what like let me gather a couple of friends and mm-hmm. travel to Italy and it just didn't work as I expected I mean I, I I spent like two days in every city and just wasn't enough time and, and like no. you're not gonna get the chance to see what you want if you don't plan in advance like you have uh, to plan in advance I have a picture at the Coliseum, but the, the picture is from the outside in a bus as we're driving by. <laughs> exactly. You you couldn't have played into my hand better if you tried with, with my point. <laughs> no, it's like everything was just really hitting home when you were saying that. But right. I, I see the value in going to places like Slovenia on that side of the Adriatic because that's where I'm from originally. Um, okay. It basically feels like Italy a lot of ways, but it's like way cheaper. Like to right. And less crowded. Less crowded. Um, more laid back. The, I mean, the train system in Italy was nice because you, you can travel to places a little bit easier, probably. But just being on that coast and mm-hmm. just spending a lot of time in like little towns instead of like mm-hmm. what I was doing, like traveling every day, would be. And think, you nice can place. maximize those undiscovered gems if you sit down and really map it out and plan ahead, right? And the fly by the seat of your pants in Europe in the summer, it just leads to anxiety and stress and you don't get the experience that you want. So I do recommend working with a travel advisor perhaps next summer just to sort of help you navigate that. You know, you can use a travel advisor that will help you um, with uh, um, accommodations that are more akin to an Airbnb. Like it doesn't have to be a hotel, like you can rent the, you know, we have partners that will work with homestay type situations if you don't want to stay in a hotel. So there's definitely options beyond what you think a traditional travel advisor has the ability to, to help you with. And they'll also help you navigate what's even available and help their job is to know things that are happening on boots on the ground. And they have in-destination partners that can give you information that will help you make a more informed decision on how to maximize your trip experience. You want to feel good when you're there. You don't want to be stressed. Exactly. And I definitely felt stressed, and I think I want to redo my Italy trip based on like go the tr- go in the off season. I'm going to Italy in February of 2024, and I'm really excited about that. 
Yeah, there's definitely not as many people. But as we start to close, I have a couple of questions for you surrounded around happiness. Um, yeah. Firstly, what about travel is the thing that you think makes people happy? Like, what is the one thing about it? And, and what makes you happy when you travel as well? Oof, big questions. <laughs> I think what makes people happy when they travel, it's just so personal. And so I think what's really important is if you're traveling with others, it's important to get clear on the things that will make you happy when you're traveling ahead of when you actually go on the trip so that you can intentionally and consciously and actively seek out experiences that are aligned with what sets your own soul on fire. So, and that is different for each person. So, especially if you're traveling with others, even one other person, you know, I traveled to, um, I traveled all over Europe this summer as well. I was there with my kids. My parents at one point joined us. And then we, my husband also met us at one point. So, you know, I'll use the segment of the trip where we were in London with my husband and my kids. You know, what makes my husband happy is getting lost and finding a pub and talking to the talking to people at the pub and talking about, you know, just day to day life and, you know, having that sort of experience you know what was going to make my kids happy were you know going to the harry potter studio right outside of london you know what was going to make me happy is um doing a private tour of the sites so that my kids could listen to it come to life so like we hired a private guide to do the tower of london because i wanted my kids to be able to have history come to life and watching their listening to how they engaged with the guide and absorbing those stories of history. Cause I'm a history major. Like that made me happy. If I hadn't have planned that in advance, I don't think we would have been able to check all those boxes of what individually made us each happy when we were traveling. And I, you know, and also setting clear expectations as to what you want to do when you're traveling, like something as simple, like I told my kids, it was our first time in Europe. I said, okay, one of the ways to keep mommy happy when we're traveling is like every day we have a gelato. <laughs> that that makes me happy. When we're in Europe, we find a gelateria wherever we go, no matter what country, there's going to be a good European gelato and we have gelato every day, once a day. And that was like a fun thing that my kids and I would actively seek out like what was the best you know undiscovered little gem in in Prague and Barcelona in along the Rhine when we did our river cruise in London and so that made me happy knowing we we're gonna have a gelato every day so I think that it's different for everybody but you have to openly talk about what that means so that you can intentionally seek it out and so I think I probably answer both questions like what would make you happy when you're traveling as well as what makes me happy too yeah gelatos and gelatos make me happy too I, when yes. i was like it was so hot and i made sure i had a gelato every day as well every day <laughs> and my travel partner was aligned with that because it's so hot and those are one of the only places i have air conditioning <laughs> and it's just a quick like way to get cool when you're it's out true. there and it's such a fun way to experience a destination too because there's always a really cool story to learn about with whoever runs the gelateria i always like to ask questions about the, you know how long has it been there you know and I, I when i travel i love to learn about the stories of where i'm going and i love to talk to people and and just really make the destination come to life through the people that that makes me happy you know for others it's you know, making sure that their hotel is centrally located so they can walk or some people for them, it's going to a local winery or going to a Michelin star chef because they love, they're a big foodie. It's really important to have an honest conversation with yourself before you go on a trip to make sure you're 
you're activating what makes you happy and and also leaving things to be discovered as well. You don't want to overschedule yourself too. You want to be able to get lost and really experience the destination. I agree. I'm totally that. I learned the hard way when I spent when I planned to stay like two days or one day in one city and then like most of the time was spent traveling in the heat in Italy. I do want to know for my next trip so that I can be better planned, where can I reach you or where can I, our audience reach you on social media or like your website? Yes. So our website, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, it's giftedtravelnetwork.com. If you are listening to the podcast and you are a traveler and you would like to be connected with one of our Gifted Travel Network advisors, today we don't have a function on our website. It is coming where you'll be able to find our advisors on our website. So if you're looking for travel-specific advice, you can just email us at info at giftedtravelnetwork.com. If you're listening to this podcast, let us know that you heard me on this podcast and we will then connect you and introduce you to the right travel advisor. Sometimes it could be destination specific or a type of travel. So let us know, you know, what you're looking to do and we'll absolutely connect you with one of our advisors. And if you are listening to this thinking, I had no idea that you could make a living selling travel and I love travel and this might be something that I want to look at pursuing because that sounds pretty amazing to sell travel as as what I do to 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 make money in my life. You know, you can visit us again giftedtravelnetwork.com under our programs and look up our travel MBA program and read about it there, send us send us an email as well and we'd love to schedule an appointment to talk to you about what that looks like cuz the as I said the opportunities are endless in the industry and we need more travel advisors to service the demand of travel that currently exists. So we same email, just email that person if we want to be a travel advisor as well. Yeah, you can email just, I think a good central email is just info at giftedtravelnetwork.com and we can triage your email and your request from there. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. I love your take on happiness and travel and how Thank they you. are intertwined. Yeah, happy travels. Thank you. Travel makes me happy. It's a, a great outlet for happiness. So I appreciate the opportunity to share my happiness on your podcast. Thank you. Of course, I appreciate you being on. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.